You've played the missions. But do you really know the lore? We're here to be your guides. Your guardians. This is Guardians of Lore. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night, Guardians. Welcome to Guardians of Lore. This is episode 182, recorded December 6th, 2023. The topic for this episode is Sororicide, part two. I'm going to be your host this time, and I am Elamist. Hi, I'm Orchid. Hey. Hi, my mic is working this time. Let's go. It's about time. Shut up. Uh, so we got some podcast info. If you'd like to say hello to us, please do so at Twitter, at Guardians underscore Lore, at Hey It's Orchid, or at I underscore am underscore Elamist. You can find us on Blue Sky, Instagram, and threads at Guardians of Lore, all one word. You can email us at guardians underscore lore at outlook.com, or you can jump into our Discord. The invite is in the episode description, but if you want to type it out, it's discord.gg slash lorehub. You can also leave us a five-star review at Apple Podcasts. That helps people find us, and we really appreciate it. If you'd like to support the podcast uh, so, we, so we can continue to pay Rindle and allow him to wear shoes... I'm taking his goddamn shoes away, okay? <laughs> Our last episode is late because he had to goddamn move his house or something. So we had no episode. I was totally planning on us having an episode. And now we're a whole week behind. And I'm going to take his fucking shoes away, okay? So Rindle's back to having no shoes again. <laughs> no shoes. As long as he doesn't walk around with socks and sandals. I think we're all right. Do you know what? It's perfectly acceptable to walk around with socks and sandals, okay? Uh, I figured you would say something like that. Anyway. The Finn in me says that's fine, so. I'll keep you updated on the gap. I'll keep you updated on the pace. Just leave me alone, I know. It's fine. Anyway, if you'd like to support the podcast, you can find us on ko-fi.com slash guardians underscore lore. Every little bit helps, and we greatly appreciate it. Thank you so much finger guns yep pew, pew. and also thanks to our subscribers valaragna linkman 22 doom firebired finlay potato sleeve jobs hacks lord and unnamed guardian less than three we appreciate you guys giving us money it's ridiculous that you continue to do so every single month so thank you so much yeah like we we really appreciate it it it's helped with quite a few things for the podcast uh, and we do have a new subscriber. Yay. Pointless. Thank you. I was trying to come up with a pun for it, but I, I decided against it. Like, yeah. Uh, and thank you for the amazing donation, Manata. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You've donated like multiple times to us and you're always so nice in the server. Like the few times that we've talked. So thank you so much. It means a lot to have you donate to us. So thank you. Absolutely. Yay. And dotting cards. If Riddle gets this episode out in the next 9,000 years, uh, <laughs> tell us by Christmas if you'd like a card. Um, any dollar donation or lowest tier subscription. Uh, help us pay for weird one-off purchases. We have to buy Adobe and stuff. And we don't usually fe like 
factor that into subscriptions and stuff. And uh, they're really cute. I just picked them up from Staples and I like them and I'd like to sell them to people. They look so good. They're so cute. So and they're actually thanks to uh, an army of bees. Yeah, bees made them. They're the cutest fucking things ever. And I cannot wait to show everybody. Yeah. So we'll put them on uh, Twitter also so everyone can see them. They're very cute. And finally, you can find our info on thelordnetwork.com alongside many impressive lore content creators. Um, actually, we're not there. What? Yeah. So thelordnetwork.com. <laughs> actually. <laughs> Funny story. <laughs> That's not there anymore. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Um. So that's. <laughs> um. It was. You know, so. Uh. So. Mm, okay. So here's the story. So bees contacts me and he's like, "Hey." Um. <laughs> so I was going to the lordnetwork.com uh the place where you are alongside many oppressive lore content creators i'm like that's the one and it turns out we're no longer there because it's just some lady getting oh my god <laughs> are you fucking serious yeah <laughs> I'm like, excuse me, what? (laughs) So, of course, I had to investigate. (laughs) So I immediately went to the website. Oh, we all did. Yeah, I everybody went to the website. I made an announcement on our server. I said, don't go to the lorenetwork.com because it's now. And I think it got the most traffic it's gotten in the like, last two years. Like, <laughs> you put out a, a, a notification blast, <laughs> don't do it. Come on. People are going to do it. When I say don't do it, it's... Everyone's like, I have to do it. I have to see it. <laughs> Bees sent me a screenshot of it, and he had... So, like he had put up a square in front of all of the the part. I think it just said like the square of sin <laughs> over it, and it was so funny. I cannot even. <laughs> anyway, anyway, so we're no longer lore. We were. A- website it was all in chinese it was not in english so i didn't understand the but but you're not really watching it for the plot anyway we went back to the website tonight going back to this story to check and see if it was still because we were going to record an episode and it's now a tadpole happiness treasure website question mark right it's no longer now it's something else. So all of us are super confused again. I, I feel like it, it's going to be just this rotating list of, of sites at this point. So like, I don't understand. It's 
very much in Chinese. I assume it's giving out Baldur's Gate 3 hints. So. Nah. I mean, it does say tadpole happiness treasure. So. I mean, that's close plot wise, but no. That is the only thing in English. It is the only thing in English, Elmas. We tried to reverse search tadpole happiness treasure. The only thing that came up was Baldur's Gate 3. <laughs> so I'm going to assume that's what it's about. Like, ignore the fact that it looks like a college of some sort and people getting awards. They're getting awards for finishing Baldur's Gate 3. <laughs> I think. <laughs> I don't know. Don't go to the website anymore. We're not there. You're still here. It's over. Go home. We'll figure something out. Yeah. We're on Reddit, actually. So if you are dying for information on other lore nerds, they're on Reddit. But honestly, we're on that dying website called Twitter. I mean, people watch Mylan and Bife and like, um, like Psalm beats on, they're all on YouTube. Like, yeah. And then go find them on YouTube. And then there's the Destiny lore subreddit. And yeah. And I mean, Maddie is on Twitch like every day. I think he takes one day off. So, I mean, until Twitch stops streaming in your country because they're like, it's too expensive. I mean, it's it's Amazon. Oh, my God. Twitch just stopped streaming in South Korea. They're like, what the in three months, we're not going to stream in South Korea anymore. Get fucked. What the fuck? Yeah, because it's just too expensive to stream there. It's like prohibitively expensive to stream in South Korea, apparently, because of the way their internet works. So they're not going to stream there anymore. They're not going to host streaming there anymore. So like everyone who's a partner there in like streams in South Korea has to figure out something else. I'm like, are you kidding me? What? So no one knows what's going to happen. Like my favorite Osu streamer is Flying Tuna. And I've been subscribed to him for a long time. And he's South Korean. And I'm really devastated because I'm like, how could you do this? How am I going to watch him play Ozu now? <laughs> it's going to ultimately boil down to them looking for other alternative it's sites. or Probably. Like, yeah. 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 Anyway. Anywho. Anywho. Oh, no. Anyway, last week... <laughs> Uh, this week at Guardians of Lore, Twoggle, uh, the game delayed or nah? Yeah. Bungie's finally saying yeah. Yeah, they finally admitted to it, even though everyone knew it was delayed. <laughs> at least they're saying right? it is now. I think they had to get all their ducks in a row. I think so, too. Because they're like, they gave us all these things. Remember? Now we have all these things to do this season before it comes out. And and they actually announced it a lot sooner than I thought they would. Yeah. I thought they were going to play the holidays so that, you know, they could up their sales and then announce it after the new year. But that that turned out to not be it. The new season is actually going to be going until I think it's early June, like June 6th, I think. And speaking of the new season, Orchid, how are you enjoying Season of the Wish? I love this season so far, but I'm always kind of a sucker for like Dreaming City stuff. Um, I've, Same. I've, I love the aesthetic. Like I love, I love um, like all of 
I don't know, like all the activities in the Dreaming City I've always liked. If I have to go grind Lost Sectors for something, I'll go do it in the Dreaming City just because I like it, you know? I think maybe also because I just like Forsaken and that's like the last thing we have. So it's like trying to hold on to the last thing I have. Yeah, it yeah. really is. Because it's it's the last thing that we have from Forsaken. So it's it's like our last line decayed. Oh, yeah, God. I think it's really great. Um, the Thorn Catalyst came out and it is very good. Um, Thorn is super meta right now. <laughs> like if you have the Catalyst done and we knew it was going to be meta anyway. The minute they yeah. said that it gives stability and it gives like range or something or handling and stability. We knew yeah. it was going to be super meta. And it is like it's so good in Crucible. So I don't know, like why anyone would use anything else it's just amazing they had a whole new mode for iron banner this week that they took away in 24 hours so that's uh, great so that game mode like i i hated it like i i'm gonna be upfront about it i hated it they they literally put gambit in crucible except we all had to share the same banks so there are modes in other PvP games called dog tags where you kill people and you pick up their dog tags and then you collect yeah. them and you can some games have you bank them and some just have you collect them. In Destiny, we had supremacy previously. Yeah, supremacy is that. And this is just a copycat of that. It, it was literally supremacy, but they you have to bank them. With Gambit. Yeah. And it There's forced you to play with a teammate or with your team. And Destiny yep. players don't do team sports well. They get no, they real don't. mad about that because they're like, what? I have to be a team player? Fuck that noise. Like, I don't want to be a team player. I want to play by myself and be a hero. They hate that. They don't want to play the objective. They just want to kill people. But you can't. You have to pick up the things and then you have to deposit them and you have to make sure someone is like watching your back and running with you so you don't get killed and drop all your stuff. So and like for regular supremacy, I was that that guy that like that's all I did in the match was just run around picking up the uh, the crests that were dropped. Yeah. Like I'm, I might get three kills in the entire match, but for the most part, I was the one just acting like a Hoover vacuum, gathering all the, the crests. To explain the actual changes between this and Supremacy, um, in this game mode, there were always two banks that spawned, and both teams can use both banks. And instead of the crest just being a, you know, pick it up once and you're done kind of thing, it accumulated. And if somebody died with a high enough accumulation, all the crests just dropped on the floor for anybody else to pick up. Like I I saw so many landslide games that it was just it by the fifth game, I was like, I, I'm not having fun just constantly losing. Like that I I'm not doing Iron Banner. It was it was awful. I really liked it. And it's because I really like objective based gameplay 
I'm very good at Gambit and I loved Gambit Prime. I was a real Gambit Prime sweat. Um, I love like control and I love countdown. I love supremacy. Supremacy is one of my favorite game modes. Kill confirmed is one of my favorite game modes. Like, um, a lot of things like this where you have to do a second step after it's, it's fucking easy to just kill people. Like I can sit in Slayer all day in Halo. Like, but that's boring as fuck. Why would I want to do that? Like, I like to have the extra steps to keep it interesting. Like, yeah, I could just like, you know, waffle stomp people and just kill them and whatever. Why? Why would I want to do that? I would rather have the exciting extra step of having to, oh, I have to kill somebody. Oh, shit. Now I have to pick all these up and realize that there are people around me trying to kill me at the same time. So I have to be super hyper aware of like my surroundings and then I have to safely get to a bank that is moving every 30 seconds. Oh, shit. That is 10 times harder than just killing people. Oh, absolutely. And so I think people are just being fucking weenies about it. So they just didn't want to adjust to new gameplay and just cried and bitched about it online. So that's it. Now, from from my perspective, it was more of the fact that I didn't like the banks. Why? I, I didn't like the fact that both teams could use both banks. Well, that's the point. You get to the bank first, you use it. Oh, and I get that. It was just that is the aspect that I I didn't like because like gathering the the crest like that's that was normal supremacy. Like as soon as I dropped in, I was like, oh, it's supremacy. Okay, I know this one. And it was the banking mechanic that I, I just I didn't gel with. I think the banking mechanic takes too long. I think if I had to give constructive feedback on the mode which they've already removed it. Like people, my worry, and I've seen this now since they laid people off, that suddenly the Destiny 2 community team, whatever's left of it, like the three people that are left, they are doing their utmost best to be so reactionary to everyone that is yelling and screaming online because they just need to keep some number of people in the game they don't i don't think they care about what's good for the game i think they care about keeping numbers in the game at whatever cost they can at this point at 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 this point it's it's more about fear of losing people than what's actually good for the health of the game yeah and so if you are just doing your best to keep people in the game Like, usually they would have taken 48 hours or 72 hours to get data on the game mode, and then they would have switched it, you know, to something else. They would have waited until Friday and then probably switched it to something else. They would have said, okay, it's obviously not working. You know, thanks for giving us the data we needed. Like, we're switching it to control, you know, at trials reset. That's what they probably would have done. But instead, they're like, oh, shit, we're so sorry. We're switching it, you know, a day later at 5 p.m. That's like 32 hours later because resets at 9 a.m. now. So, like, they didn't even last 36 hours. 
Now, like, if there was something wrong with the actual game mode itself, like, there was something preventing one of the mechanics or something wasn't working. Like, I, I don't know specifically. There wasn't. It was because people were mad. I, I get that. It was literally because people were what, like, I don't like this. What I'm saying is, like, for them to have that kind of speed in, in reaction, it should have been if if something was drastically wrong, like mechanically with the, the game mode. Not just because, oh, yeah, opinions aren't good. This is why it kind of worries me a little bit. Yeah. Um, it's not a bad thing. It's not always a bad thing. I should preface that is that like I'm not mad about the changes because they went from saying we're listening and not doing anything for years. For years. Yeah. They would literally say we're listening and then just silence. Like echo chamber silence. Like you could hear the blood rushing in your ears. Silence. And and we know now that like on the back end they really were listening and trying to fight for the changes that everybody thought were, you know, needed for the game. Oh, yeah. And they were just not listened to by, you know, upper management. But now yep. upper management is so scared about just keeping people in the game because they are going to be taken over by Sony if they don't have people in the game spending money. And if people are mad, they're not going to be playing the game, spending money. Like, I think they're going to try to do whatever they can to keep people in the game. And if that means changing Iron Banner to control one day after they launch the newest form of Iron Banner, because they didn't have enough time to test the new one, according to inner, like inside sources, I'll say. And it's because they fired like half the QA, like QC people. Yeah. Like, don't fire the people that are making sure it works, idiots. Oh, we couldn't test this. We didn't have enough time. Like, yeah, no shit. It's because you fired all of them. Oh, there's been a real uptick in the number of people cheating in the game. Like, people are real mad about that. I don't know what to do. Well, I don't know. Like, don't fire your entire security team. Fucking stupid. Holy shit. Yeah. A dum-dum could run your company better than you right now. For fuck's sake. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I'm so frustrated with them. You're not the only one. Apparently, they had been... There, an article came out today on IGN. You can go back and read it. It's just on IGN. But the fact that they're changing all of these things... I feel like it's conditioning the loudest, like shittiest voices to just scream louder and be shittier to get what they want, like immediately, because the community managers are like changing on a dime now. Yeah. It's not necessarily a bad thing. I'm not saying that like the loudest voices are always wrong. Like, do not get me. Don't, don't misunderstand me. I'm not saying that like the loudest voices are always wrong. That's not true. Because, like, if the Nightfall weapon isn't dropping, they should change the drop rate. Like, if the spawns Absolutely. are bad, they should change them. Like, not Absolutely. all changes are bad. It It's more that the loudest voices need to be taken with a grain of salt. Yes. Everything, like, it, all feedback about the game needs to be looked at in a holistic 
manner. Yeah. Yeah, like like B says, do your due diligence. Yeah. Now, getting on to lighter topics. What lighter topics? <laughs> what is we had, there? We had a new dungeon come out. Oh, yeah. I forgot about it for a second because I was too mad about Bungie <laughs> Dev saying the atmosphere is soul crushing amid layoffs, cuts, and fear of total Sony takeover. That's the title of the article. It's by Rebecca Valentine. You should go and read it. And and then the whole like management of Bungie saying, oh, yeah, we aren't that kind of company when they were asked about pay cuts. <sighs> so bad. I know. Yeah past employees listen to this podcast and i think a couple of current ones i am so sorry that you guys went through that or are currently going through that i cannot imagine what that must be like to hear a us tear apart your company and a place that you love and hear everybody else do it and see everyone tear them apart online like day after day after day yeah. And tear apart a thing that you love. I can't imagine. Oh, it's it's got to be tough. And like we contribute to it. Obviously, we have a podcast. We're talking about it right now. And we're totally bitter. And like I we don't even have a leg to stand on. We have like zero dog in this fight. Right. We're, we're just the consumer. Yeah. Like this like affects their lives. Like I'm mad for them. It affects like my best friend works there. And... Like, I can't imagine what they're going through right now. But at the same time, like, holy shit, like everyone else, too. It's awful. Like, it's just ugh. so sad. Anyway, it is. OK, dungeon, dungeon time. So, yeah, we got a new dungeon. <gasps> Yay. And it's actually really good. It is. So. The dungeon is in a castle on a a snowy mountain, and you're going through the castle, trying not to trip up over some of the traps, and like you're taking care of t uh, Taken and Scorn, who are kind of invading that area, trying to find Ahamkara bones, and it's that is my new favorite dungeon. It is great. Also, zero seizures. Let's go. That's a big one. Yeah, I can do this dungeon. Zero problem. I'll be able to actually solo flawless a dungeon again. I am so excited. <laughs> considering it's a scorn dungeon. Well, considering like every dungeon and raid that's come out in like the what the last two or three years has has been problematic for you. Mm hmm. Yeah. Like finally a dungeon so, like, that I can do. <laughs> that's go. big it is i just love the fact that they took inspiration from D D. yeah like you can feel like the ins the 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 inspiration from D D as you're going through it it's um i think they called it the dark souls dungeon when they were making it because like even the traps make the dark soul sound and it's very Dark Souls. So if you've played like Dark Souls games, like you'll feel it playing it. Huh. So if you've like played Dark Souls games, it's very much a Dark Souls dungeon. Either way, 
I'm going to be playing the, the dungeon specifically because I like the dungeon. The loot is kind of lackluster for me. I love the bow. The bow is super bow snappy is and it has wild rolls. It had I got one with slice and hatchling on it. Really nice. Ooh. It's a good roll and it feels good. It just like plinks everything. Oh, it's so it's nice. It's really nice. Like the rest of it, I could like take it or leave it. I just really like that one. So I'm really happy yeah. with it. The armor I, is I cool. I agree. Like the the bow I have a lot of fun with. And and see, like, I'm not a fan of the armor, but like I'm also looking at it from the Titan perspective. Like I'm I'm looking at the, the Titan armor and I'm right. not excited about it or anything. Um I was looking at it and I'm like, I've I know I've seen this design somewhere before. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that plays into why I'm not excited about the armor. I really like the warlock armor. It's um it's all white. It's very kind of snow mountainy. Um, it reminds me of D1 armor. And yeah. it is very much like Shiro 4 armor. Yeah. Like if you've played like D1 and you played uh, Rise of Iron, it's kind of like that armor, <laughs> low key. It's kind of plain. It has like a little bit of fur on it. And it's very much like it's like mountaineering. I live yeah. in Oregon armor. It, <laughs> it looks like mountain climber armor. It's shit I would wear, like actually wear. Like It looks like I live in Patagonia clothes in real life because I do in real. But that's because I work outdoors. But uh, this is stuff like I would wear that. Like in actuality, like I actually really like it, and that's that's fair. Mm-hmm. It's just for me, it 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 was kind of a miss. Yeah, no, I I really like it, but I like plainer armor sometimes. So I really like it because some of I, some of the armor that we've gotten with the other dungeons or raids lately have been so wild that it's really nice that we got something kind of plain. And I I get that. But I'm also looking at the fact that like this is supposed to be end game armor and it the look of it does not excite me. Yeah, that's true. Why am I going to chase it? You know? Yeah. I mean, also look at duality's armor, though. It's really close to that. And that's also (laughs) that's also like the the hockey armor is also like. (laughs) So there are pieces that are good that. It's armor that you can wear with a bunch of other armor, and it will go with a lot of other pieces of armor really well. Yes, it's it's armor to be cannibalized for other looks. It is mix and match, which is what I like with it when it comes to armor. I like to be able to mix and match really well, like armor that that's fair. like Crota armor. You have to wear together a lot of times because like, yeah. That armor does not look good when it's just one piece, unless you're wearing like just a chest piece. A lot of times it's really yeah. hard to wear that armor like just by itself. Yeah, because then like you might be able to piece something together, but for the most part, it is a full set. Yeah. No, and like I, I recognize that as well. Personally, like I'm somewhere in the middle. Like, I, I don't like my armor to be super niche where, like, it needs to be 
a full armor set in order to look good. And I don't like armor that is completely plain and not exciting to look at. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, like, I'm, I'm somewhere in the middle. Yeah. I mean, LB, I'm excited to run it uh, several times. I'm running it tomorrow with a couple of friends. Absolutely. So I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, I think it'll be fun. So. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. It'll be good. I like it. I like it a lot. So I do too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I uh, I was able to help uh, Mrs. B's get through her first completion of it. Oh, cool! It, it, it took us about four and a half hours. Oh my god! Um, it it was a teaching thing, and and we really took our time on some of the bosses rather than trying to push to get that last little bit of DPS. We we were like, all right, you know. We need to back off. I'm low on health. This person has died. You're almost dead. Like, just back off. We really oh. took our time. So, like, it it made sense why it took so long. But we had a good time. So, it, it didn't feel like a full, you know, four and a half hours. Right. Huh. Well, that's good. I did it with um, my friend Kenny and my friend Dream is who I ran it with. Um, Kenny took a long break from Destiny 2 and he's back. So I was back with my boys and they harassed me the entire time. So it was like no time had <laughs> passed um, because they're like brothers to me. So it was very fun. So I was back with my family and um, getting super harassed. <laughs> pushed off ledges and everything else because of course that's the way we play <laughs> why wouldn't we play any other way oh that's how i played my oh, first yeah. time through. I mean, you see a ledge you're gonna be pushed off but um it was mostly like i'm a titan i shoulder oh, charge it's it's using it was us using swords like <laughs> using like I, trying to push each other off so i was a titan i was shoulder charging and especially during the, the jumping puzzles. Oh, like, my God. The jumping puzzles actually hard. What's happening? <laughs> like, oh, I they, like they were it. It's so, so good. good. It's so good. Um, I got all of the Ahamkara bones because uh, they had already run the dungeon like six times or something and like finished the quest already so they could open <laughs> all the doors because they were like, yeah, we're done with it. I'm like, I just got here. How are you done with it? They're like, oh, well, we speed ran the quest. I'm like. Okay, well, open the doors then. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so I have all the bones already. I'm done. I don't need to open them. It's done for me. So I got to hear all the lore and it's really good. So I'm excited. Yeah, I haven't we'll, finished we'll my definitely. own quest, but I, I have all the bones already. <laughs> Wild. <laughs> I'm doing it backwards. We will... <laughs> Uh, just a bit just a just a bit uh, who needs a quest we, when i have kenny to just do it for me that is fair yeah. and kenny is is top tier so like mm-hmm. that that's that makes sense yeah he um, is my quest and we will definitely be dr- jumping into that lore oh my god yes after but honestly probably after we finish sora side so like after the new year yeah probably christmas is coming up Hanukkah's on Friday. 
I'm so excited. I'm just going to eat donuts for a whole weekend. Oh, that sounds amazing. Yes, because Hanukkah is not really a big holiday, but um, my family usually does like just fried food because that's like what you eat. So because you celebrate with like the idea of oil. And so you just like fry things in oil. <laughs> and so it's like, oh, hey, you want fried food? I'll make you fried food. <laughs> Donuts, so fried like, chicken. and Yeah, that's pretty much it. It's like fried chicken and donuts or chicken and waffles is something that we made like many times. All right. We should continue on because I'm getting hungry. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I'll eat. I'll send you pictures of chicken and waffles. It's better than latkes, man. Latkes suck. I want chicken and waffles any day. I am a sucker for chicken and waffles. Oh, my God. Me too. Fuck. I'm hungry again. I had enchiladas for dinner and I want chicken and waffles. God damn it. Okay, um, we, oh, space cat. There are space cats in this season. Hello, they're collectibles. This, the alpha team that does this season and then two seasons ago and then two seasons before that, they love to put collectibles in their seasons because they do. Have you noticed? Yep. Um, goddamn space cat. Space cats. Collect all the space cats. They purr. How cute. I fucking love that. I want to collect all the space cats. I love this. I love this season. It's so adorable. I hate the blind well. Fuck the blind well being back, man. So so the team that worked on this season was the team that worked on Season of the Deep. And Season of the Haunted. And Splicer. And the 30th anniversary. And Seraph. Yes. That's all the same team. Okay. I'm good with that. <laughs> okay. We're, we're 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 in for a good ride. Yes. Like that's that's what I'm I'm getting mm -hmm. at. This is my friend's team. Yay. I am just loving the activities. Um the coil is the seasonal activity and it is fun. It reminds me of menagerie a little bit. Yeah, kind of. Kind of. It like where it's like three runs and then a final boss. Yeah. So you have yeah. like you have different platforms that you stand on to start it and it'll open different doors and it takes you through like different places from the raid. So they reuse like all the raid locations and then like different. They made some pathways that open that aren't in the raid. And when I say raid, I mean last wish. And yep. but they reuse like last wish locations, which is so cool. And <laughs> just like and they used locations from missions and other things that are like in the open world. And it's just like really neat. And it's fun to run through all these places that we know. And I'm really loving it because it's such a beautiful area and I'm really enjoying it. I'm really sad that because it's the last season of a year, it's going to go away after this because they yeah. always give us the coolest shit and then take it away. Like the final part, like Seraph was the same way. We got the coolest shit and then it went away. I mean, we, we had Seraph and Season of the Lost and God, what was before that? I don't know, but I was really hoping that Coil wouldn't go away, but... Like, if they made that, like, the... Because I know that there's going to be 
um, a stasis bow that we're getting because that's the exotic for this season. Um, That's not a secret. Everyone knows about that. Um, I think it's actually in an exotic mission. Yeah, it is. But I was really hoping the exotic mission would be like in the coil so we would always have it. (laughs) Question mark, but it won't be. Obviously, it's going to be something cool like Seraph, but yeah, it'll be cool. Anyway, I saw someone sent me someone fucking sent me the cutscene, the ink block goddamn cutscene. They're like, hey, you should see this. Spoilers. And I'm like, are you kidding me? But it's so good. I cried. I'm really mad this, that I was this... spoiled, but <laughs> it was really good. So I'm not really bad about it. This don't is why we can't me. have nice things. Don't spoil me, guys. I don't like being spoiled. <laughs> but at the same time, like, it's so good. God damn it. Okay, I'm ready. Let's let's read the read the stuff. <laughs> Space cat. So we don't have an no, ad. No, we we don't have an ad. Oh, here's an ad. Join us on the lore network or the lore hub uh discord thing it's definitely not named after a porn site that's the ad the logo definitely doesn't look like a logo from a porn site so brief intro to the topic so roverside is acquired by identifying the deck of whispers major arcana cards at the lectern of divination located inside the Athenaeum throughout the season of the witch. It is a series of scriptures written from the perspectives of the surviving hive gods as they construct the eighth book of sorrow for the first part of the lore book. Go back and listen to episode 181. What are you doing? Starting in 182. Go back to the last one that isn't even out yet. Rindle. Kidding. It's probably out. Hopefully. Obviously. That'd be silly. Hopefully, <laughs> it's definitely out by now. I'm expecting Ripley Wobby timey wimey shit. Right. Oh my god, the two Doctor Who right? series that they've had are so good. Oh my god, they're so good. Oh, it's um, they don't even feel like anniversary specials. They just feel like really good Doctor Donna episodes. I'm loving them the, so the much. The whole like non-binary thing for Rose. <laughs> okay. It, oh it, my god, that made me cry. I it was like, did for perfect. me too, but it kind of felt like it it just came out of nowhere because I wasn't looking at some of the subtle hints. Oh, yeah. I was reading it totally like that the entire time, but that's because I'm non-binary. So I was like, right, I see what right. you're cooking. I see what you're cooking here. <laughs> yeah. No, it was great. It was just, they've been so amazing, so good. And it feels like a Davies episode, like you can tell his writing immediately. And it feels like a comfy, warm blanket because they're all back together again. And I'm like, including Will 2010. I cried so much. Oh my God. I cried when he was on screen for like the minute he was there. Cause I knew he died like two weeks after he filmed that. Right. And I was not prepared to see him. Right. I was not emotionally prepared for that because I didn't even know they filmed him for this. And then all of a sudden he's there. I'm like, 
I'm like, is he AI? How did they do this? Is that a different actor? I'm like, no, right. that's him. Oh my God, what? It, it was just so sad. Holy uh, shit. Yeah. Sorry. Um, yeah, it was just, it was so good. If you guys want to talk about Doctor Who, uh, come into <laughs> our the Discord, the Lore Hub. Yeah, we'll come talk about Doctor Who with you There's all day long. We do other things besides play Destiny. We watch a lot of F1 and talk about Doctor Who. Yep. There are other things to do. <laughs> Definitely not a Doctor site. All right. <laughs> and this is Entry 5, <sighs> Eris Morn, Mimesis. Verse 8-5, Blades. What is the nature of war? Ritual. What is the nature of ritual? Fascination. Imitation shapes desire, and Zivu'arath has become its great mediator. She compels those she wars against to war against her, and the object over which they war is existence itself. She takes up her blade, and we take up ours. Zivu'arath cuts at us, and so do we cut at her. We bleed together, mirrored in our pain and violence. Savathun looked at us through a veil so that we would not see her. Zivu'arath looks at us through a dark mirror, and she only sees herself. This is her design, her ultimate mechanism of desire. She would make us into her image. She would cut the entire universe into her image so that she is the only thing left at the end of all things. Vain and lonely, that is Ziva Urath, bereft of her siblings. The sword logic is predicated on such imitation. To return Zivurath's violence is to embrace it and its beautiful thesis. We are forced to react again and again as she makes her advance. We are forced to desire existence at any cost, just as she does. Fated? Inevitable? No. An ontological trap. The Warmind knew this, as he could know her the most intimately out of all of us. His escalation did nothing but mirror her endlessly. His self-sacrifice put an end to that font of violence. It was a frustration in her logic that he did so, as Zivurath recognizes no sacrifice that does not end in a scream. But self-sacrifice could not put an end to her war march only doubt can do so and in zivu arath's mournful solipsism she will be left with nothing but that it's so good it is i don't even know like where to begin with these because they're always like so greek and so uh i would say like I don't know. I feel like you need to know like a lot about just like English literature to be able to even fucking read these. That's kind of how it feels. Like I, I was 
thinking that like this entry specifically kind of looks like somebody writing a paper. It like not not a, a scholarly paper or anything, but like an English prompt writing kind of thing. It's it's not purple prose. It's different. Right. It's not like when Seth Dickinson wrote Destiny because he had really flowery writing. I mean, he could not write like that, too, but he had like a really particular way of writing. And it was really beautiful. He's a very good writer. Um, I totally hated Marasana, but it was really beautiful. <laughs> I just didn't like it because it just wasn't for me. And that's fair. But um, this is different, though. I mean, he also wrote the Book of Sorrow. But uh, this is this is different because I feel like it's deeper in a way. It is. Does that make sense? It is. This feels like you need to have like a background in classics to be able to read it. That is kind of how it feels. Because like with, with Purple Prose, it's like, okay, so just dig down into what is actually being said but like this one actually requires thought um or just like a different kind of like studies in philosophy almost yeah like different kind of like greek philosophical subfields you know it, like the 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 first main like big paragraph you know imitation shapes desire and zivoreth has become its great mediator she takes up her blade and we take up ours zivoreth cuts at us and so do we cut at her. We bleed together, mirrored in our pain and violence. Mm -hmm. Like that, and like it, it's a good summary of actually what is going on with with our fight with Zivu because you know we're matching her blow for blow, but she's still getting stronger from it. Right. You know the the we bleed together, mirrored in our pain and violence. Mm -hmm. We have losses on both sides. I mean the the hive obviously. They they lose thrall acolytes knights all over the place, <coughs> mm -hmm. but we have major sacrifices on our side as well. Specifically, like I'm thinking Rasput, right? And then Eris goes into like how the the siblings essentially viewed our our existence. Savathun looked at us through a veil so that we would not see her. Ziva Arath looked at us through a dark mirror, and she only sees herself. Uh, this is her design, her ultimate mechanism of desire. She would make us into her image. That is specifically calling out the fact that she desires that final shape. Yes, she definitely does. And it's, it's the final shape according to the hive. And with her, it, it literally is survival of the strongest. She lives specifically by the sword logic. You know, if I kill it, it's meant to die. It's not meant to be part of the final shape. If I die to it, then I'm not meant to be. Mm -hmm. Like, it's it's a very, like, simplistic, extreme Darwinism kind of viewpoint. We should talk really briefly about what mimesis means. Yes. Um, it's a representation or imitation of the real world in art and literature. That's like the actual definition of it. And that's like the whole idea of the imitation shapes desire. And that's like literally mimesis. I think that's just a really good title for this. Yeah. And they've kind of like nailed the whole like title describing the rest of the writing thing because they've been really good at it. 
the entire time we've been reading these. They were really good at it in the last one, too, in the last episode. Yeah, absolutely. It is a good title for this entry. Mm-hmm. So is her cutting at us and taking up the blade and her describing that like bleeding together mirrored in our pain and violence is that like her using sword logic is she cutting the entire universe into our image with her sword logic it would be um okay. and, and the reason i'm saying that is because you know she would cut the entire universe into her image so that she is the only thing left at the end of all things it, it's that whole you know we are what we survive mentality right so like she goes into a, a new world and slaughters everyone they weren't meant to survive so she is the final thing in that world moves on to another world against humanity if we're actually able to kill her then she has turned us into her perfect murderer we are the thing that is strong enough to kill the god of war so we can turn around and use that power on on other enemies if that makes sense at all okay i get it like the only way i know solipsism that could tie into any of this is through mass effect 2 and thane creos it's like the only use of solipsism i know and it's like not the use of solipsism in this i'm like i don't even know anymore because she's obviously not like going into some kind of fugue state <laughs> all the time so i have no idea she's not my hot lizard husband i have i don't know what's going on so the actual definitions for solipsism uh-huh the first definition is the quality of being very self-centered or selfish. And the second one, which relates back to philosophy, mm -hmm. uh, the view or theory that the self is all that can be known to exist. Okay. Solipsism is an idealist thesis because only my mind exists entails only minds exist. Oh, okay. Interesting. Okay. Well, that's a lot to think about. I mean... This I feel like this entry says a lot and also says nothing at the same time, but I feel like they all say that. At, yeah, know. they're all like that, which is frustrating. Like, I want to get more out of them. Sometimes they like speak to me and sometimes they don't say diddly shit to me. It's frustrating. Uh, another quick example of um, for solipsism. Mm hmm. Um, However, the sole survivor of a nuclear holocaust might truly come to believe in either, you know, I am the only mind which exists or my mental states are the only mental states uh, without thereby being a solipsist. Oh, interesting. I got that one from an education site. Ooh. Right? Educational. I'm going to read the next one. Sounds good. Okay. This is Greek? <laughs> this is entry six zivurath catalophoromai that's sort of what that says i don't know where the accent is words um i think that's right um this is verse eight six lacuna my navigation sung by zivurath faithful sister to oryx the sky gave our sisters strength from false shapes. 
She fell to what felled you, lonely navigator. This is their lie. Their companionship is strength. This is our truth. Their complacency decays existence. Their dead rise when they deserve to die. They will not meet our truth with truth. Thus, they do not deserve it. They are not real. You were real. You were to last forever, our undying creation. I would die again to give you strength. I would cut my wound so that you may step through. You will not rise by false shapes, but with our unconditional victory. She who has been scoured of the sky now brings forth her brood. They have taken up your weapon, which is all that you are, and she will conjure you back with her understanding. What? So, starting from the beginning. That was certainly, that was certainly one of the readings. <laughs> right. It was one of the readings. Um, Catalophoromai is uh, I Cry Lament So Much. This is actually super, super, super famous. Hi. Hello. I did classics when I was in boarding school, and I have so much on this that I could tell you about. I can't pronounce it, but I know a lot about it. Let me educate you. Okay. Hi. Hello. I am a scholar. My name is Orkin. Um, so this is from Orestes by Euripides. Uh, very, very famous. Uh, this is from the first stasis mon of Orestes. So Orestes by Euripides was, um, it is very, very old. It's from like 300 BC-ish. And it is a tragedy. Tragedies have uh, really specific structures. And there are five parts to them. So they have a prologue, which is like like a monologue or a dialogue, which is usually like telling you about what's happening. So they're like, hey, this is what's up. And then they have a parados, which is kind of the chorus comes in and they usually chant and dance. And then they'll like tell you about, you know, the background of the story. They're like, hey, this is what happened just before the episode. So they're like, last time on Euripides writing about Orestes, this happened. And then the episode happens. And you know what episodes are. And then the stasis mon happens, or stasis mon. That's what this is. And that is when the chorus comments on the episode, essentially, to the audience. It's like the director's cut. It really is. Okay. It's like the director's commentary. So the chorus, like in song, in chants, director's commentaries at the audience of what just happened. So this is part of the director's commentary of the thing. Um, and then the exodus happens. So it's like the final chant and it's like the moral of the tragedy. And so they're like, and you shouldn't put your dick in your mom. But that's like a different tragedy. That's not this one. Something like that. That's on the other hub. This one would be, and you shouldn't kill your mom. That's this one. They had a lot of mothers in stories back then. Weird shit. 
Okay, so Orestes, Orestes, because this is actually like directly tied to it. Um, so he slayed his mom after he slayed his father. He was hunted down by Irenes or the ear the Irenes until he happened. He went to Apollo, who told him to kill his mom. Um, who then tells him to let Athena and the people of Athens to decide his fate, uh, which they did in favor of Orestes. So they're like, Orestes, what you did was cool. It was fine. <laughs> this whole thing, the actual stasis bond, uh, it focuses on Orestes' guilt for murdering his mother. And it's like not really in the play, this part. So the one that is still kind of in circulation because they actually found this they found this thing in real life okay uh this is the cool part i'm getting to the part that's important trust me i there is a point to all of this just just stay sitting here go on this journey with me go on this journey of education okay Taking the long way around this Got it. historical journey yeah just stick with me okay so so, not in the play. This thing <laughs> is very old. So, because this specific one was found, it still had music on it, which is wild shit. Okay. It's one of the only pieces of like old Greek plays that actually still had music written on it. And of course, it's not music that any of us would think. Uh, of music because it doesn't look like any music that you and I have seen right but they were able to make it sound like what we should have music sound like this is the important part trust me <laughs> it sounds almost kind of like Savathun's song <laughs> that's the important part <laughs> ah! I can't. I can't. Thanks. I hate this. I can't. <laughs> I I hate that so much. It's it's real. That <sighs> this actual actual real. So um. The actual sound, actual song is like, do, 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 do. That's like, that's the Cataloforami, like, tune. And Savathun's song is do, 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 do. So it's close, but you can tell that you're like, huh, it shouldn't be that close. <laughs> like, that makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> it's uncomfortably close, guys. We'll put the actual music in so you can actually hear it. I am. I would be lying if I said I wasn't a musician, but I'm not a singer. I would also be lying if I said I'm not a singer. I was an opera for several years in high school. Um, but that's the whole point to this is that the long ass story is that the song that's written on the page vaguely looks like Savathun's song. I don't like it. I don't either. Anyway, Orestes goes crazy, essentially. It focuses on Orestes' guilt for murdering his mother and his sister Electra's um, kind of like her continued struggle to keep Orestes sane and alive. 
since the leading political faction of Argos wants to kill Orestes. Orestes nuts. Yeah, I got it, bees. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but after he like had several like bouts of madness, they loved that in Greek tragedies, like bouts of madness was definitely a thing. Definitely. I'm sure if they had like actual stage effects which they probably did back then i don't know how they do it but i'm sure they did they and it was inspired by the vengeful ironies um he was still tormented by them and the whole act will lead to his and Electra's death since she won't leave him be so he was like tormented by his sister's death because she was like glued to a side so he was tormented by the idea of losing his sister so Tying this back into destiny, we have a character that is terrified of losing a family member. And we have now a character in destiny that really didn't want to lose a family member and is trying to raise it back from the dead. Yes. Yeah. A mirror of the story that is from 300 BC. Yes. Yeah. She's kind of crazy. Also, Orestes, kind of crazy. Right? absolutely Orestes nuts um yeah a couple things about the music you want to know it's in the Lydian scale that's the kind of scale that they used back then they did not use the diatomic scale diatom no that's not right diatomic that's that's science a chromatic scale chromatic scale is what we use right <laughs> Lydian scale is what they used back then but yeah so there's a whole, like, if you want to know about the meter and stuff, I could tell you, but it's not important. Yeah. I really like <clears throat> old Greek shit. <laughs> okay. I I'm can so tell. Sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I really like it. No, like, it it helps bring perspective in, in for this entry. <sighs> okay. Do you want to? Okay. There are several translations of the part that that word um, refers to, but this is the one that's actually like on the Vienna papyrus, which is the one that has the song. Okay. Um, so the Vienna papyrus was found, um, I think it was found in like the early 1900s or the 1800s. Um it was found... God, who the fuck was it found by? It was found by someone famous. Vienna Papyrus. Oh, was it found by... Oh, it's in Austria. It was found by... Who was the guy that got killed in World War I? Uh, that got killed? You know, the one that started it. Oh, uh... I forgot his name. Yeah, Franz Ferdinand. Yeah, that's yeah, so it was like his family member is the one that has this. Damn. It's it's like one of the Ferdinands. Yeah. Anyway, anyway. Um, that's one of the one of the Austrian Ferdinands has this, is the one that found it or something. Damn. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, the Archduke, something or another. Yeah. It's cool. Anyway, here is what the translation is. I cry, I cry your mother's blood that dries you mad. Great happiness in mortals never lasting. 
but like a sail of a swift ship, which a god shook up and plunged it with terrible troubles into the greedy and deadly waves of sea. Well, damn. Yeah, it's pretty metal. Especially for a bunch of people in togas, like, damn. (laughs) I know. (laughs) And remember, they're just commenting on the episode that happened. That's their, like, director's cut commentary. That's, like, not even, like, the actual episode. The actual episode is, like, him having a fit with his sister and, like, doing the mother murder and, like, coming to terms with that. And that's them just commenting on it. And it's just, like, some real metal shit. Greek tragedies are great, guys. (laughs) You should read them. I mean, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, they're awesome. (laughs) Anyway, anyway. That's what that's about, I think. I'm sure I'm missing something, but looking at the actual lore itself, I think it has the same kind of like Greek tragedy stasis mon arrangement. It's not in the same meter because I did look at it to see if it was the Docmaic um, like meter that's used in Greek tragedy. Um, because that's what expresses that extreme agitation or distress that, um, Greek tragedies have, and it does not have that because usually it has like, you know, the idea of like long and short words and they have that in like sonnets and everything else. Yeah. Um, so they have the same kind of thing in, in Greek tragedies. And so you have, um, You can have short, long, long, short, long, short. So it's the same kind of thing. Or you can have five longs. Or you can have three shorts, a long, a short, and a long. It's You just have to have like an arrangement, I think, of eight. As long as you can have like two shorts make a long, you can have eight shorts. Or you can have like a weird arrangement of shit. Like there's like several different ways to arrange them, but... They have to be arranged in a certain way. So I don't know what it is. I just know that there is an arrangement. I looked and it does not have that. I tried. But it does give that feeling, though, that it tried. Absolutely. I think it's just like, this is like tragic reading this. It has that tragedy feeling. Oh, it it absolutely does. Yeah, it has that like deep melancholy I mean, hell, like sadness because she's yelling. I mean, hell, like I, I'm able to see that in just like the first two paragraphs or the, the first yeah. two lines. You know, the sky gave our sister strength from false shapes. She fell to what felled you, lonely navigator. Like she's talking yeah. to Oryx mm-hmm. and saying, yeah, Savathun is a puppet of the traveler now. Yeah. Yeah, she fell to the traveler. She fell to what killed you. This is their lie. Their companionship is strength. Their complacency decays existence. That's their truth. They will not meet our truth with truth. They are not real. You were real. Like, she's mourning the death and also, like, rejecting the idea of guardians. And, like, almost making a vow to avenge him. Yeah. Like, I would cut my wound so that you may step through. Like, you will not rise by false shapes. So, like, the guardian won't res you, but with our unconditional victory. So, like, 
they have to win. So it's almost like her final shape is with is if the witness wins, it will bring Oryx back is what she's saying here. That's what her ultimate goal is. It didn't work once with what they were trying to do in Ghosts, but that's her ultimate goal. That's what I'm getting out of this. And since that's the case, like, I don't think that, because like that, that directly contradicts our understanding of her version of the sword logic and, and especially like hive customs. Yeah, but I think she's thrown all those out the window. And that is fair. She's making her new customs. She doesn't give a shit about that sword logic. She's making her own, obviously. Right. What I'm what I'm getting at is the fact that, like, you were absolutely right. She's making her own new idea of, you know, what logic she's going to be following. Um, but as we saw in the previous entry, like, we're planning on her old logic. See, this is interesting now. She has been scoured of the sky, now brings forth her brood. Is she talking about Eris or is she talking about Savathun? I think they're talking about Eris. They have taken up your weapon, which is all that you are. So they've taken up his sword and she will conjure you back with her understanding. And Eris will bring him back? No, actually, because that last line, that makes me think, She's actually talking Savathun. So Savathun brings forth her brood. So her light bearers, her light bearing bearing hive. Right. Her annoying ass light bearing hive who get their supers in 10 seconds, which uh, annoys the shit out of me. Right. They have taken. What is their cooldown? What mods are they using? They've got. For real, for real. They've got hundreds in all their slots. They their Kickstarter mods obviously work. Like <laughs> what the hell? Toki. No. Um, but she will conjure you back with her understanding. Like, I didn't think Savathun wanted him to come back. Like this is just her writing in her diary. Like, is this her just being like, and she will bring you back <laughs> the kisses? Like <laughs> what? I mean that that may be possible. It 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 may be that because like I'm I'm looking back at the attempts to revive Oryx, um, and, and specifically in Ghosts of the Deep. Yeah, that was the Lucent Hive. That was not Savathun, but the Lucent Hive were being commanded by Imaru. Savathun had contingency contingency plans that were all set up through Imaru. So like. It could have been Savathun. I don't know, man. I'm just I, like... I hate myself for saying that, but... Uh, it was Savathun all along. It's frustrating because, like, it could be either in, like, a really weird way. Right. I don't know. Like... At the end of the day... I think we've pulled this one apart, like... At the end of the day, like, it, the one being referenced here, it could be either. I think that's what makes it really interesting that it could be either because she has called Eris her sister. Yeah. In the last episode she did. Yeah. But it, even in these, I think she did because it is Sorocide and Eris is included in these. Right. So, I mean, she is considered one of their sisters and Savathun called her her sister. So, I mean, it's interesting having Eris included 
which I I like that dichotomy. Right. Mm-hmm. It's kind of I don't know. It, it's kind of giving vibes of like the redheaded stepchild. <laughs> what? <laughs> so like, like Eris is Chucky. Like, oh god. <laughs> no. So like, I don't understand the, the actual the actual phrase. You know, redheaded stepchild is. It's talking about the the odd sibling out. Oh, okay. Um, you know the. I don't know. Whenever I picture a redheaded stepchild, I always picture them in like gremlin mode. Oh God! Like I never picture it as like a serious thing. No the the actual phrase refers to like the odd sibling out or the the oh, okay the odd person out. Um, and that's kind of how I feel about Eris. Like, mm-hmm. at this point. Savathun and and Zivu are kind of like adopting her as one of their own, but they recognize that she is still of humanity. Mm-hmm. But I I like that, like you said, I, the dichotomy. Like it's it's very interesting. Should I continue? I like it. Yes, please do. I think we've pulled this one apart enough, but one that didn't seem like it would. Like give you much gives the most. Also, how do you pronounce that word? <laughs> I did my best. I I can't read Greek. I can only read sorority Greek. <laughs> Not actual Greek. Yeah, I I have no idea. We had to do Greek in sorority. Like we had to at least know all the letters. And then in physics, obviously, we did like all the Greek letters because we use them so much in math. But like, I don't in classics, we did like a little bit. We didn't really pronounce it. So I I don't know. I, I, I don't. I learned the Greek letters in sixth grade. Haven't touched them since. So your guess is as good as mine. I don't know. I'm not Greek. If there is somebody who knows how to pronounce that, please let me know. Thank you. All right, so moving on. This is entry seven. Zivu Wrath. Deathless. Verse eight, seven. Liminal. My throne, carved to endure by Zivu Wrath, god of love. My court is war, and you will find me there. I am war, and my throne is deathless. Come, cut the outer curtain of my fortress, and it will open its new eye in a bloodless laceration. Cut further to see inside its walls the yellow fat, the purple viscera, the teeming rust-cut capillaries. These are the colors of war. These are the colors of my court. My gates open to the most light. The swollen fountains run with blood and burst with arterial spray. The paths are paved with small white teeth. They gnash beneath each footfall, their roots raw and alive. Look, I have raised cathedrals made of flesh. When a breeze caresses them, they blush and contract. 
fine hairs sensing change. They are worshipped with bare touch. My throne shudders with joy. The halls of my palace are echoing throats, slick and filled with breath. Its windows are glazed with skin, opalescent and live, latticed with blue-black veins. The seats of my throne are fashioned with living bones. Break them, and you will see their raw red marrow. Break them, and the wet pith will writhe. Two are knotted with scars, broken and reformed, broken and reformed. Look out from the terrace and see the worlds we will devour to sustain us. It is a mouth yawning black and wide and hungry. It is open in screams of baseness. My court is love, and you will meet me there. That's a really wet entry. Yeah. Very descriptive of uh, viscera. Kind of squishy. Just yellow fat, purple viscera. (laughs) Right. Swollen fountains. Like... She describes her throne world, and it's such a difference from Savathun's throne world and Oryx's throne world. She's like, yeah, it's no big deal. Like, there's just teeth. There's there's fountains with blood, arterial spray. The paths are just teeth. Cathedrals made of flesh. You know, everyday things. Yeah, the teeth are actually, uh, the thing about the teeth, though, uh, they're they're still alive. So when you walk on them, uh, they're they're just gonna scream under your feet. Oh, God. <laughs> like, oh, sorry, what? <laughs> what do you mean they're still alive? Oh yeah, the roots are still attached. <laughs> You're just walking in mouths. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh yeah, the cathedrals—they're just people. They just have people cathedrals. Yeah, that that the cathedrals are just are just. They're just made of people meat. Yeah, that that cathedral over there, that that used to be Bob. Yeah. When a breeze caresses them, they blush and contract. Are you sure this isn't about vaginas? Oh, God. I know we talked about this earlier, but I I swear to God, this is about vaginas. I am sure. I, too, have a cathedral made of flesh. And when a breeze caresses it, it blushes and contracts with fine hair sensing the change. Oh, God. There's living bones. Ah, living bones, echoing throats. The throats are slick. Yeah, like this is just. This is the grossest entry I've ever read. Like describing this in one word, it that word is wet. (laughs) Like. I would say moist. Oh, God. Trigger more people. And it's moist. But, um, again, like, Zivu is calling herself the god of love. I find that ironic. Like, I see where she's coming from because of, you know, sword logic and all. Yeah. 
but like 95%, honestly, like probably 99.99% of existence does not see it that way. You know, there's sword logic and then there's being an edgelord. Like she's trying too hard. I could see that. She's literally trying too hard here. Like Savathun was low key. She was elegant. Her throne world is elegant. It's beautiful. It's bright. It's not what you would assume a throne world should look like because it is the stark opposite of Oryx's. Like the opposite. You know? Yeah. Like I did not expect that when we did Witch Queen. God, no. And it was beautiful. Uh, this? A tooth pathway to a flesh cathedral with echoing slick throats? No. Whoever wrote this uh, should have to go stand on a tooth walkway. Yep. This should be deleted. Whoever wrote this. From my brain. Um, hard pass. <laughs> I, 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 Toki, did you write this? You look really guilty. Guess I think Toki wrote this. I'm sorry. On behalf of Toki, I apologize. Take that under advisement. <laughs> yeah. Toki, I can't believe you've done this. Can't believe you've done this. Oh, fuck. I can't believe you've done this. Okay, I'm going to read the next one. Sounds good. Doom, the God King does not love this. Okay, this is eight. Savathun. Swords and lanterns. Verse eight, eight. Ascension. My sorry, sad, inculcated sister. She thinks she's as honest as Knife's Edge just because she never speaks a lie aloud. But she's prone to contradiction, at least since our beloved brother fell. She can never quite understand it. Someone as mighty as Oryx brought down by liars, his bloodline destroyed, his corpse left to desiccate in Saturn's orbit. Zivu Arath actually believed that Dreadnought of his was unassailable, but Oryx knew that he had limits. More than once, he took the power of our deaths to defeat something stronger than himself. She's just bitter she wasn't there to die for him again. She says she's the god of death, but I've seen her throne. It's a mausoleum for life with all the clothes, cloying comfort of a birthing room. Wet and raw and filled with disgusting effluvia. I imagine it reminds her of our gardens so long ago and all the things that grew there. She really shouldn't be so nostalgic. There is a game we played when we were young. Swords and lanterns. Sathona held the lantern while Shiro held the sword. Sathona would search for her hidden sister and Shiro would avoid the lantern's light. If Shiro touched Sathona with her sword, she would win. If Sathona found Shiro with her lantern, she would win. Sathona devised the rules, but Shiro would let her sister find her. I still give her presents too, of course. I gave her Tor Bottle, my gift to my last surviving sibling. She gobbled it up so greedily, she didn't even consider how it proved her precious logic false. What kind of thing is a gift? The Deep doesn't like gifts. Neither does the logic. But we're sisters. I thought I'd be nice and share. Ziva was too busy to notice that little contradiction. She never even thanked me. 
what did she say as soon as she set foot on tour bottle for as long as you have worshipped war you have worshipped matey I at I at yeah that was tour bottle I know a joke in a dead language I but she sounds bitter I, I don't think she's bitter I I think it's more like she's thinking fondly. I don't think bitter is the right word it, right Mm. No, like I, I, I kind of, I kind of see where you're going, but I don't think bitter is the right word. It's, it's. I think she's annoyed. I think that's like, a better word. Yeah. That or she's like, oh, my stupid fucking sister. Like, do you see what she's doing? Like, oh my fucking god. Like, like Bothered. that's kind of how I read it as. Just because I've I've read this one before already. I read it through a couple of times before tonight. And when I read it, I read it as someone who has a sister that's really doing something fucking dumb. And she doesn't like who has a sister, maybe a little sister who you don't see eye to eye with or you see them doing something and you're like, why are you doing this? Really? This is your choice? Well, okay, I guess. I'm going to have to go save you again, but uh, fuck, it's because I love you, God. So it, so, so it I see it as like being annoyed. So it's it's almost like annoyed or bothered. It's exasperation. Yeah. There we go. I read this as being exasperated. There we go. Yeah, like irked. Irked, exasperated. Is kind of how I read it as. Yeah. At least that was the direction I did it as I actually read it was like a kind of an exasperated tone, a snotty, exasperated tone. I always think of Savathun as like really snotty. She's has like a very high and mighty sound to her. Like that's her kind of lilt in her voice is that she always thinks she's the smartest person in the room. Yeah. And so whenever I read anything that has her perspective, I always just imagine I'm the smartest person in the room. <laughs> because at least like when I'm doing voice acting, at least like if I'm doing voice acting for anime, the easiest thing to do when you're doing a character is the director will tell you to pretend you're like literally pretend you're the character. So I usually play like teachers or moms or something like that. So it's like, pretend you're the character. <laughs> like, neither of those things, but okay. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. Same thing. Just, just pretend. But yeah, I don't know. Like, she, like, that's the very last part down here. Like, she's mocking her in this whole, like, Ayat, Ayat. That was Tora Bottle. And she knows a joke in a dead language. Like, that just seems like she's mocking her sister. I don't know if that's what you got out of that part. No, that's that's very close to, to what I got from it. Like, I I wasn't able to, to figure out how to word it. So, like, that's, that is almost spot on. So, what do you think of the game that they played? Yeah, so that is uh, Swords and Lanterns. Sathona held the lantern while Shiro held the sword. Sathona would search for her hidden sister, and Shiro uh, would avoid the lantern's light. If Shiro touched Sathona with the sword, she would win. If Sathona found Shiro, 
with her lantern, she would win. Honestly, it sounds like tag, but they're using the items instead of, you know, just tagging somebody with your hand. Apparently, there was a fighting style that was literally a lantern and a sword. What? In the late 1700s. Huh. What? It's from the School of Fencing in 1787. Includes a section on how to confront an opponent who employs a dark lanthorn, a lantern with a panel that slides to block the light. Evidently, footpads would equip themselves with a sword and lantern in order to commit their depredations. According to Angelo, there are severe punishments inflicted upon those who are found a sword in hand with a dark lanthorn. The fuck? Reportedly, such a criminal would keep the lantern's panel closed, thereby maintaining darkness. When the robber approached close enough to shine a beam of light into the victim's eyes, he would open the panel. So it would blind the victim, thereby facilitating the footpad's goal. Well, damn. So they would, it's essentially blinding someone with a flashlight. That's kind of cool. It is. I didn't know that was real. I thought that was fake. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know. All right. So Orchid. Huh. Shout outs. Uh, shout out to everyone in SAC aftra who voted because the, um, all of the everything was passed. So, <laughs> uh, I'm so happy. That's good. <laughs> yeah. So, um, all the TV theatrical contracts, um, were accepted. Hooray. Um, this is very good. So all the members approved it. Um, they were officially ratified on December 5th. So for us, that was yesterday. Um, for the future, obviously, that was probably like a week ago or something. Uh, or maybe even two weeks ago. I don't even know, like, how far away this episode is going to come out. Um, they were ratified by a vote of 78.33% to 21.67%. With a turnout of 38%. And it's not everything that we wanted, but it's like a good start. So I'll take what we can get. Yay. Absolutely. So I'm really happy. Yeah, it was a really big victory because it was a really, really long, really, really long, uh, really just long time. A long, long time. I, I'm tired. <laughs> strikes were long like it's nice to finally start trying to get back to work yeah so i can i can only imagine mm-hmm. all right uh what about you almas i'm actually <laughs> i'm so tired that like everything is just not sticking in my head um so i'm just gonna shout out my work buddy john oh yay um He's been helping me keep my sanity a little bit. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. And we're doing that by playing Baldur's Gate. I, I think we've actually gotten to a point where, like, we just need to do a villain run because everyone is, like, we've made enough bad choices early on mm -hmm. that um we're pretty much seen as villains and half of our companions have left. Oh, my God. Have, have you been just doing wild shit? Like, well, like. Are you just raising villages? Like, what are you doing that's making them all leave you? Essentially, we we did. Like, oh my god, there was a, a grove of 
um, tieflings. So like, oh my um, god, red skin. You kill horns. the tieflings. They stop me from from taking a prisoner out of their the the prison. So like, oh my god, Elmas. They attacked first. What? But anyway, um. So yeah, my shout out is to to John. Uh, this. Well, yay. This is the part of the episode we like to give special thanks. The audio for this episode was produced by, by Rindel Zivas. You can find him on Twitter at Rindel Zivas. Rindel, we love you. This is also a shout out to you because I give you so much shit lately, but we really love you and we appreciate you. So please continue to edit our episodes. I'm sorry I harass you. The, the harassment comes from a place of love. Yes. The artwork for this episode is courtesy of at B on Twitter. The music in this episode is copyright Bungie. We're able to use it in, under their fair use policy because they love their content creators. If you'd like to dive into Destiny lore on your own, visit ishtar-collective.net. They are the resource we use to make our show notes. Thank you, Baxter. Thank you, Baxter. Nailed it. And final reminders. You can find us on Twitter at guardians underscore lore, at hey it's orchid, or at i underscore am underscore elemist. You can email us at guardians underscore lore at outlook.com. You can leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. You can jump into our Discord. The invite is in the episode description, but you can also type out discord.gg slash lorehub. And you can also find us on Ko-Fi at ko-fi.com slash guardians underscore lore. Every little bit helps, and we greatly appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. All right. Say goodnight, Orchid. Goodnight, Orchid. I'm proud of you. What? Really? Take care, everyone. I don't know why. Oh, did you know that the word otter is from Old English? It stems from the root word for water. Oh. I didn't know that either until now. That you should know. These facts are just getting a bit otter. (gasps) Alamis. Good night. It's so funny. Take care, everyone. Otters. Otters. Are water. They are actually now. <laughs> Literally. You could also leave us a five-star review at... Uh, uh, fuck. They're never going to leave us a five-star review because of this. <laughs> right. Immediately four stars. Please leave us a five-star review. <laughs> you can also... Sororicide is acquired by identifying the Deck of Whispers' major arcana cards at the lectern of divin... of divin... Divination? Of divination. There you go. Uh, Located inside the Athenaeum. I have no problem saying Athenaeum, but divination... Athenaeum's harder than divination. What is going on? You can only do level 11 words, but like level six words. You're like, nah, fam. Can't. Right. Do you want to try at the beginning? Yeah, I probably should. Okay. What happens if you lift your dress outside? You're not wearing underwear. Anyway. (laughs) Please cut that out.
that's probably gonna be a blooper. <gasps> no! Don't always. Um. God damn it. <laughs> if you'd like to dive in. Thank you, Baxter. Oh, are we there yet? I'm tired. Almost. Cut that out. Sorry. If you'd like to dive we into there. your desk. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs>